Rush and episode of fresh and buds i'm your host tommy fresh you can call me tom and you guys are all my buds i hope everybody's doing good out there hopefully people have been cracking their uh their tales of aria boxes getting some good stuff i know i have i've I've cracked a couple boxes so far um i'm very happy to have opened both a rampart of the ram's head which um, is awesome. Nice little cold foiling on there. And a Spellbound Creepers today, which was awesome as well. I don't know if I'll be using that. I might be trading it to a friend of mine. But uh, excited nonetheless. Um, it's it's Tales of Aria. People, I love seeing everybody's pools. I haven't gotten a Fabled yet, which would be absolutely insane if I did. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been great. And, and Tales of Aria, uh, people are responding really well, especially on Twitter. And uh, speaking of, I have, I'm, I'm part of a tournament uh, called the Creators of Aria. We're a bunch of the uh, content creators of uh, f- uh, Flesh and Blood are, um, are, are doing kind of a sealed tournament. And uh, I believe I just got my first pairing. Uh, with, um, I believe the, um, Max, Max from the Fighters Guild. And, um, you can find, you know, I'll, I'll be posting about all that on Twitter. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm on twitter.com slash fresh buds pod. So you can find all that there. And, uh, yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun. I, I cracked my sealed deck on stream this week. Um, I, I, I was able to put together a nice little, um, briar deck. It seemed a little, you know, I going in, going into it. I knew that, um, one of the, um, best archetypes was briar. And I was hoping to get a little bit of support for either Lexi or old him. And, uh, I just got, I mean, I just got great cards for, for briar. I can even go over some of the 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 majestic I had one majestic let me grab it real quick uh one majestic and a couple rares that pushed me that way I'm going mostly earth so I have weave earth yellow um and I got um force of nature which was my um uh, my majestic, which if uh, you need a refresher on that, that's Briar's specialization card. It's a it's a non-attack action, three defense has Earth Fusion. Whenever an attack action card you control hits this turn, if its attack was greater than its base, draw a card. And if it was fused, your next attack gains plus one attack. So uh, sets up for a really big turn. Really cool. Really happy with my pool. What else? I had a couple of other rares. Let me go through it real quick. Um, a turn timber. Uh, flash. Uh, evergreen, which I like that card quite a bit. Um, a sig- sigil of suffering. Another flash. 
And then uh, something something um, that even even the people watching on stream, you know, pointed out that I had uh, quite a few Bramble Sparks, which is an excellent card from Briar. So very excited to um, uh, get going with that. And uh, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter for all the updates on that. But uh, uh, without further ado, let's get into a crack pack. We got a nice little first edition Tales of Aria pack. Um interesting thing about this one is it's the last pack from a box I opened that did not have a legendary in it so we might be cracking a legendary who knows get that open here our token was Rosetta Thorn and Seismic Surge uh, up first we have Earth Lore Surge Earth Action cost 2 this is the blue one uh, the next attack action card you play this turn gains plus three attack. Go again. Uh, yeah, I threw this right into that Briar deck I had um, uh, that I uh, did on stream. Perfect for that deck. Uh, next we have Ball Lightning. Ooh, this this card is really awesome. It really it really gets out of control. It's a zero costed. Uh, this is the red one. Zero costed lightning attack action. It's three three attack zero defense. Uh, whenever a lightning or elemental action card would deal damage this combat chain, it instead deals that much damage plus one. So you can chain you can chain a bunch of ball lightnings to really go off. Really cool. Uh, next is break ground. This is the blue one. Cost three. Has five attack, two defense. And when you attack with break ground, you may put a card from your arsenal on the bottom of your deck. If you do, draw a card. Nice. Uh, invigorate. This is one of the few like straight up elemental actions um, that doesn't really require anything other than you fusing. Um, cost zero. It's the yellow one. Uh, next attack you fuse is turn gains plus three attack. Go again. So if you're fusing, you're using as I've as I've said before. Uh, I got heaven's claws. Knock knock knocking on heaven's claws. Um, this is a lightning attack action. Uh, uh, this is the red one. Cost one. It's five attack, three defense. And we have our first rare here. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's skip the rare. And uh, we'll get the commons up front here. Um, Rights of Replenishment, <clears throat> uh, which is a two-costed elemental runeblade atta attack actions. Four attack, three defense. Blue one I said uh, has earth fusion when you attack um, with rights of replenishment. If you have dealt arcane damage this turn, you put a non attack action card from your graveyard on the bottom of the deck. And if it was fused, you may put an attack action card on the bottom of your deck. So, I mean, it's it's pretty good in the Briar deck. Uh, uh, nice little um, making sure you don't really fatigue or anything like that. Solid card. Next, we got Snow Under. Uh, this is the blue one. It costs three. It's a five attack, three defense. Elemental Guardian attack action has ice fusion. If Snow Under was fused, it gains. If this hits a hero, create a Frostbite token. Frostbite tokens are good. I'm a big fan. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to old him in, in any of my sealed decks, but I think that's a good one for it. Um, Overflex. This is a nice little ranger action. Your next arrow attack gains... Two attack reload. Uh, reload says you can put a card into empty arsenal slot face down. 
Um, and it costs one. This is the blue one. Two defense. Um, Inspire Lightning. This is Elemental Runeblade attack. Elemental Runeblade action. Not attack action. This is the blue one. Costs one. Two defense. Uh, if Inspire Lightning was fused, it deals one arcane damage to target here. I don't really like this card. You know, you need to fuse it for it to do anything, really. But uh, next we got Mulch. This is a pretty solid card. It's the Earth uh, Fusion card uh, for the Guardian deck. Uh, it's a six attack, three defense. Cost four. If Mulch was fused, it gains. If this hits a hero, put a card from your arsenal on the bottom of their deck. So a little... Um, uh, a little Command and Conquer-esque in a way. Mm, I don't know. I'm playing in my old him deck, my com uh, Constructible him deck, for sure. And now we got Blizzard Bolt. Uh, the yellow one, it costs one. This is an arrow attack. It's got four attack, three defense, ice fusion. If it was fused, whenever an attack deals damage to a hero, this turn create a frostbite token. Uh, good if you're going Icy Lexi. Icy Lexi? Uh, Alright, here's our first uh, rare. Cold Wave. This is an elemental ranger action. Arrow attack. Cost one. This is the blue one. Has three attack, three defense. Ice fusion. If it was fused, cards and activated abilities and opposing cost opposing heroes and additional resources turn. Uh, yeah, pretty good in, 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 like, Ice or Cold Frox or Cold Lexi. Um, I don't know if that would be the pick here. Uh, next we have Summerwood Shelter. It's an Earth Instant. Uh, cost zero. This is the red one. Target defending Earth or Elemental Action gains plus four defense. I mean, that's a lot of defense. That's kind of what Earth wants to be doing. Ooh, we got a foil rare here, guys. Snapshot. This is the blue one. Causes it's a zero-costed elemental ranger attack action arrow. Two attack, three defense, lightning fusion. If snapshot was fused, you may activate abilities of bows you control an additional time this turn, as though they were an instant. Um, this is a this is pretty good. It's a pretty good enabler for 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 your shiver or you know you know like a Voltaire if you're lucky enough. Um. I like this car a lot. That might that might be the pick here. And then our um, equipment is Runaways, uh, generic equipment legs. Instant. Uh, destroy Runaways to prevent the next one damage to be dealt to your hero this turn. Um, activate this ability only if your hero has been dealt damage this turn. Uh, decent. Decent. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I guess... I don't think it's better than the rares here. But I actually kind of like Snapshot, though. I, I'm more inclined to go Earth with the Summerwood Shelter. But anyway, all those rares are going to go into the giveaway pile. For the giveaway, um, usually after about four episodes, I do a giveaway. So look for that on Twitter as well. Let me throw these comments somewhere. And make sure that we get all the giveaway stuff together um, but um, without further ado we are going to get into oh we didn't get the legendary in that thing so I guess that box just didn't have a legendary sad very sad 
So uh, the topic of today is, let me take a sip, is what's, uh, what's the, the how, how do the each different hero in Flesh and Blood look going into this Tales of Aria season? Um, you know, we're, we're coming out of the, the Monarch season where Chain was dominating and obviously it was the big ban of Seeds of Agony and, and the preemptive ban of Dustblade. Uh, I'm going to go through each hero and we're going to just, I'm just going to chat a little bit about how I think the, that hero is going to fare in the, in the new environment. Um, we had some, some big, um, I mean, three, three new heroes that I think will have multiple archetypes each based on the fact that you can, um, you can kind of, you can kind of go one way with the element or the other, you know, ice or earth or earth or lightning, etc. So it will be interesting to see uh, where they all kind of fall into the meta. And that's just something I want to talk about. So uh, I think maybe it, hmm, how do I want to start? Let's start with the new heroes. How about we do that? <clears throat> so first of all, uh, the three heroes out of Tales of Aria, if you don't know, uh, that were introduced are Briar, Lexi, and Old Him. Uh, Briar is the elemental runeblade, uh, does earth and lightning uh, cards in her deck. Uh, Lexi is the elemental ranger. Um, she's lightning ice. And Old Him is the elemental guardian. And um, he does earth and ice. So um, I'm going to get, so here's my top three. I th that I think are going to be good into this upcoming season of competitive play. Uh, number one for me, I think is old him because I, I have to, this is like the first kind of like taxes esque uh, control deck. I think we're really going to see um, like that's beyond just being really super defensive, you know? And I think that, um, he has some, a really strong effect on him, and I and I I think Frostbite tokens are really going to really slow down the format. And I, I'm hoping actually that we see Frostbite tokens from Oldham and Lexi in the format because that's that's really going to if it's just Oldham really going and Lexi kind of goes lightning, um, it's not going to have that big of an effect unless Oldham really is as good as I think he is. I mean I don't think he I don't think we're looking at chain level dominance from any any one of these heroes however i do think they will be competitive all in their own way uh old him i think is is going to be one of the trickier matchups for people to figure out initially and um next week i'm actually going to have someone on who specializes in guardian and he's written, written some articles about um, Guardian and like Bravo and and even some old him stuff. And we're gonna actually just gonna do a deep dive on old him next week. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Definitely tune in. And I'm excited to talk about it. But I think he is out of the three heroes uh, coming out of Tales of Ari. He's the one to look out for. He's he, I'm betting on that horse. I'd love for him to, to win. Um, nationals or, or the calling Orlando 
That would be awesome. But so he's number one, and I think number two is Briar. Briar is undoubtedly powerful. Uh, her effect is is I mean it really costs almost nothing, right? So uh, for those that don't know, um, her effect is oh, that's force of nature. <laughs> Let me just, I want to read it correctly. Oh, where did I throw her? Oh. Right here. Briar. So, Briar has, whenever an attack action card you control deals damage, you get an embodiment of Earth token, which is, which reads... Um, non-attack action cards you control have plus one while defending, and then you destroy it at the beginning of your next turn. So it's kind of cool, right? You you, you get in for damage, and then you get to kind of go back into defense mode uh, a little more. So like you get rewarded for for landing a strike. And then uh, her other uh, effect is whenever you play your second non-attack action card, you get an embodiment of lightning token, which. Uh, um, whenever you play an attack action card, you can destroy uh, embodiment of lightning and that attack gains go again. So, um, two very powerful effects for what I would say is, is nothing, right? Um, it's kind of the opposite of, of some, some, uh, some heroes. Like uh, one that comes to mind is like, uh, Levia, 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 uh, her, um, ability is turn off blood debt, you know? So basically it's like you get to, with her, you get to play these really, you know, powerful cards, but they have the downside of having blood debt. Uh, but you kind of need to make it work. You need to get them banished first. And then for the turn, Livia, make sure blood debt doesn't happen, but that's like a lot of work and it's kind of a, it's a downside, you know, if, cause you could just kill yourself if you don't if you don't activate her ability. Briar's abilities like it's just tacked on, right? You want to get in for a hit, right? That's that's the name of the game. You want to kill your opponent, so you're getting that embodiment of Earth for free already because you that's what you wanted to do. And then if you um, cast two non-attack actions, that's a that's not a bad thing to do either. You, you probably want to do that. If you got two not good non-attack actions in your card, you want to do that. You get the embodiment of lightning token. It's all, it's all just gravy for Briar. Now, uh, the thing with Briar is it's, um, you know, it's what is the, the right strategy? What's the strategy? that's going to be the winning strategy for Briar. Uh, I don't know if we're, we're going to know that. I mean, I like the earth side of things. Uh, for her as well, but lightning could be like an aggro lightning style of Briar could really um, be cool. But it is interesting, like you're going all out with your lightning and having the um, the um, the embodiment of Earth for like hitting the opponent doesn't seem like you know exactly what it, it's like. It's, it's I think it's all about finding the right balance. Uh, Briar's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be the best Runeblade deck, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But definitely intriguing. It's very limited by um, 
by the uh, idea that you kind of want to play these earth and lightning cards uh, as opposed to some of the other Runeblade heroes you kind of just you get to do a more streamlined thing so uh, it'll be easier for people to build especially early in the in the format um, and then you know coming in third and obviously somebody had to come in last is Lexi now uh, I don't think that is necessarily uh, I, I wouldn't say that Lexi's bad in any way I think this is this is the best chance we're ever going to get Ranger uh, to be competitive, and I truly think Lexi can be competitive. I've played Lexi in in uh, sealed, and I was like, wow, this. I mean, like, because I never really messed around with Azalea as much, you know. It just it just wasn't my thing. But Lexi seems like a lot of fun. I think it's lightning Lexi all the way. Um, if you're going to be competitive, like you know, with uh, ball lightnings and these really powerful arrow attacks. Um, Voltaire is a crazy good car. New Horizons is obviously a great equipment. I think these things uh, all combined is going to com like create a really interesting uh, Ranger aggro deck. And, and um, it might go, I think probably the best way to go is, is wide. But I've, I've been reading a lot about some, some strategies about going tall. So either way. Um, pretty exciting. I think a lot of Ranger fans, you know, I know some that are like really into Azalea, but I, it's just, it's just the, you've got to play with the, the hand you're dealt with sometimes. And I think Lexi is, is a really good, um, spot to be, um, for the, um, Ranger players. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lexi moves up that list, you know, even, even to a point better than old him. So, I, you know, obviously this is, this is just my prediction on these. I could be completely off. Briar could just be way, way better than both of these. But I, there's something about me that looks at old him. I'm like, wow, that's such a cool strategy that we haven't really seen. Like throwing some frostbite tokens, being really defensive, um, you know, kind of controlling the game, taxing their hand. I think that could really be a, a strong uh, strategy in in the meta going in especially with like without chain there right I mean chains here but and we'll get to chain but uh, it's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting how it plays out so those are the uh, the tales of Aria heroes and that's really what the big shakeup is gonna be outside of the seeds of agony ban but let me take another sip real quick <clears throat> but now we're gonna get to the all of, all of our other favorite heroes the other 12 heroes right that's that's the amount uh first let's talk about welcome to wraith so uh all right so the go, i probably going into this uh season this this format with tales of aria being in uh katsu is still i think top dog uh, now that the question is, is aggro or control Katsu, uh, what we're, what we're really going to see more of. And I think it all depends on the, the format on the, on the speed of the format. Uh, I think if it really slows down, I think Katsu might want to go heavier into aggro, um, kind of force 
put put these these players on their back foot a little bit. Now that could definitely, um, you know, kind of backfire on Katsu players because if if a talented player is playing a defensive strategy, I think that's what they want you to do: be really aggressive, and then they can just kind of like, you know, get in the hits when they can and like really be, you know, controlling the board. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say. I, I do think a, a control version of Katsu, and th- the nice thing about Katsu is you can almost board into both. So I think, uh, I think Katsu just, it's really solid deck, really good card, uh, selection for Katsu. And I think that, um, we're gonna, we're gonna see Katsu be a, a major player again. Now it was interesting, like in Road to Nat season, um, it was performing really well, and then you get to the calling Las Vegas. Now it is one tournament, so it, you can't really base everything on that. Uh, Katsu didn't perform as well; it didn't even make it into the top eight. Obviously, it was dominated by Chain, but Katsu was still doing well in, in a Chain-dominated format. So we'll see. I I I, I strongly suspect Katsu is going to be a, still a top performer in the new meta. Um, but yeah, that, that's, how, that's pretty much where I fall on Katsu. Uh, next is Dorinthia. Um, a lot of people's favorite hero. Dorinthia is the, the warrior. Uh, this is interesting. So Dawnblade, Dawnblade is good when it hits, right? That's, that's what you want to do. Uh, it has a big requirement. You have to hit for they get get those counters. And another reason why Dustblade was banned because, you know, you were getting counters on it for for something that you um, you already wanted to do, play an attack action and a non-attack action. Obviously, that's what you want to do anyway. So why not? I mean, the Dustblade was just insane. I get why it was banned. But anyway, that's a tangent. Dawnblade wants to hit, right? And it has a lot of tools and, and ways for um, you to make short hits. Um, I think Dorinthia Dawnblade decks are really dependent on uh, how good Oldham is, honestly. How good Frost, Frost, Ice in general is. If we see a lot of Ice, Oldham, and Ice... Lexi, I think Dorinthia takes a hit because if you're getting your hand tax, you can it becomes harder to activate your Dawn Blade and pump it and give it dominate or, or whatever you need to do to get it in. It really disrupts that strategy, in my opinion. Now, if if ice isn't as prevalent, I think Dorinthia is just as good, if not better, in this this upcoming format. I've seen Dorinthia really wallop on some people. And, um, you know, I think it suffered against Chain in general. Because Chain could kind of take the hits and then have huge turns. Uh, but um, I think uh, it, it's still, still going to be uh, a good deck. But it will have poor matchups against Ice, in my opinion. Um, so we will see. And next is um, Bravo. Now, I don't think... So, Bra- Bravo is already a fine deck. 
a good hero to play. Um, I don't know how many people are going to, you know, all the Bravo players might see old him, shiny new toy, want to play with him. Uh, I do like Bravo for being the kind of classic style of Guardian deck. This is what we know. This is this is a straightforward strategy. It's, you know, hit big, you know, play play defensive and hit big. Uh, I think um, it, it does benefit. It gets one really good card out of... Um, and I guess technically... He can play the rampart, right? He can, he can, he can mess around with uh, the new legendary, and he gets Terra Sunder. And Terra Sunder is uh, the new majestic from the set that is straight up Guardian. It's not even elemental, so our boy Bravo can play it. It costs three, pitches for blue, has three defense. Your next guardian attack this turn gains plus one, dominate. And if it hits a hero, they discard two cards. Go again. I mean, this card is insane. This card is going to be played in every guardian deck for maybe ever, right? This card is, is auto-include. I mean, that's that hits so hard, defends nicely, pitches for blue. This is exactly what you want to be doing in guardian. And... Uh, I think the the fact that um, Bravo gets this and Oldham gets it, it's, it, it fares well for both of them. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see um, three copies of this card in every Bravo deck going forward. Uh, so we will see, and we'll see if if uh, Bravo is going to be um, he's going to be picking up the shield as well. Um, but I think Bravo's in a good spot. Um, not a whole lot to worry about in, in the new meta. Um, you know, he's, he's always going to be there. He, he performs well. Um, and you know, without chain, I think he's, he's, he's in a pretty good, good spot as well. Uh, next we have, who's the last hero? Reinar. Okay. So actually, you know, this is, um, is interesting. I think Reinar, um, is going to be good. Uh, but not as good as the other brute deck that we'll get to. Um, Reinar is going to be good. The thing I like about Reinar and brute in general is you know get your scab skin and he kind of is like it's boomer bust for for uh, brute decks, which is which is fun. I I enjoy that there is a deck like that in the game, and it, it I think it is a it's a fun way to play. Not everybody likes that. Not everybody likes uh, like um, RNG. Uh, per se, but I happen to. I think it, it makes it a little exciting. You know, I I like hitting the blackjack tables and and I like rolling rolling craps and you know and I like you know rolling the dice for my scabskin leathers. So I I wouldn't be surprised um, if Reinar is just Reinar's gonna be good, but not not as good as the other brute deck. I'm gonna say that. That's my prediction. And I'm going to get into why. And, um, and you know, Brute is is a fun, fun archetype. And I think, in general, it's going to be good. However, I will say this. If, if there's a lot of hand disruption going around, it's not as good. Because 
Um, you, some of the better brute cards require discarding as an additional cost. So uh, if your hand's getting completely decimated, uh, uh, brute could be in trouble. But uh, it remains to be seen. I don't think it cares as much about frostbite tokens. Um, it's usually all in on one one big attack a turn anyway. So um, yeah, I, I, I like Reinar. Um, I think it's probably going to be mid-tier. Uh, but w we'll see really where he ends up. Uh, still one of my favorite um, heroes. But uh, it, it all depends on how things really pan out um, with with like hand disruption, I think, um, you, you don't want to have a disrupted hand when you're, when you're playing, uh, brute, because I mean, part of, part of your resource for the brute is to have cards in hand to pitch or not pitch, obviously to pitch and to discard for, um, some big attacks. So that's welcome to Wraith. So I would, I mean, so looking at that, we think Katsu's still good. Maybe about the same. Dorinthia, um, gonna be good, but um, watch out for old him. Bravo, I think it's you know Terra Sunder makes it. I mean, is a nice little boost, and maybe the 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 shield as well. Um, and then Reinar, we'll see. I, I think probably about the same as as where he's been. Maybe maybe a little bit better in the lower tier that he's been, but. We'll see. Uh, it really depends. I, mean, I, I like him, um, but it's, it's hard when, when uh, a certain other brute is running around, in my opinion. But with that, we'll get over to Arcane Rising. Let me take another sip. I'm going to be taking sips in between each set here, guys. And, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I'm drinking a nice little... Little tequila with some uh, seltzer, just a little something to loosey goosey. Obviously, if you don't drink, it's totally respectful. I like to have one when I'm doing a podcast. But <clears throat> Arcane Rising, uh, I think Viscerai gets a lot better. Viscerai is an awesome. Uh, awesome hero, big fan of Viscerize, the OG Runeblade hero. Uh, Sting of Sorcery, I think it's, I get the right name. Sting of Sorcery, the new Majestic from, yeah, Sting of Sorcery. Sting of Sorcery, which is the Runeblade action aura, as go again, attack action cards you control gain when you attack. This deals one arcane damage to target hero. At the beginning of your end phase, destroy Sting of Sorcery. Cost zero. Pitches for blue. Um, this is a this is a good include into the mid range uh, viscerai. Not like the the one one turn kill rune chant deck uh, per se, but in the mid range version, I like um, Sting of Sorcery. I, I kind of like. Um, this this post chain world viscerai where you can just make a mid range uh, viscerai that is just streamlined rune blade stuff, right? Let's just put all the good rune blade stuff into viscerai and just and just 
outplay our opponents, right? We're going to hit you with some arcane damage. We're going to have some big attacks. We're going to have some really neat uh, interactions with our cards like Sting of Sorcery. And um, we're going we're gonna to just be um, the perfect blend of strategies for Runeblade, I think. I think Viscerai goes up quite a bit, honestly. And I would not be surprised as to to see that Viscerai is the new king of, of Runeblade decks. Uh, and, I mean, I say that um, also hoping for my one buddy who invested a lot into uh, Viscerai stuff. And, I mean, his deck is really awesome. It's more in the, he does the more of the one-turn kill version which I still think is super powerful. Um, and it'll, it'll, it will be interesting to see uh, where Viscerae uh, ends up. But my overall opinion is uh, it's going to be, I think it could be top tier. I'll say it. I think Viscerae could be top tier, guys. Listen, this is why it comes to the Fresh and Buds show, right? You get, I'm not afraid to say the things that other people aren't. Viscera is going to be top tier, guys. You heard it here first. Um, and uh, hopefully I'm right. Um, but, you know, you, you know, get get your null runes ready. Got to get stop all that arcane damage. I also like Rosetta Thorn in the mid-range version. Uh, I think it, it's, it's just, uh, I mean, Rosetta Thorn is just kind of like a pretty efficient uh, weapon. Yeah, and now I I like the the neb, uh, nebula blade as well, um, but nebula blade I like a little bit better in in the one turn kill. But it is worth it for the four damage. But it's just that two arcane damage also off of Rosetta Thorn, so powerful, so efficient. It's uh it's pretty good. And next we got a um we got a hero that. Um, I think is uh, actually not going to fare that well. Uh, Azalea. Azalea. I'm sorry, Azalea. I know the Azalea fans are out there. Uh, I am I am sorry to say I think Lexi's just better. Right? It makes more sense for, for Lexi to be good because when you have, you know. Now, and, and personally, I, I wish I wish Azalea was a, was a little bit better because I do have a Skullbone Crossrat <laughs> that I would like to you know, have go up in value, but, um, Lexi makes use of, obviously, she gets Voltaire, which is super powerful, and if you don't know what Voltaire is, it is, um, the Elemental Ranger bow, and it has a twice per turn instant, one resource, you may put an arrow card from your hand face up into an empty arsenal zone you control, if you do, choose one, it gets plus one till end of turn, or it gains go against under. That's incredible. And with the New Horizons, you're going to have two slots for your arsenal. <clears throat> and with Voltaire, it's just too powerful. And also with the two slots, three uh, cards like Three of a Kind, the Majestic, draw three cards. Uh, and then you may only play cards from your arsenal this turn. I mean, that with Voltaire... And New Horizons is just uh, pretty bonkers. Uh, it's one reason I could see Lexi being really strong. And unfortunately, because Lexi's going to be pretty strong, I don't think Azalea is really going to have the pieces. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, 
because I know there are some big Azalea fans. Um, but you know, just just not looking good for for the the OG Ranger, the OG Ranger. But that's going to bring me to a hero that people thought was going to get support in in uh, in Tales of Aria, but did not. Is Kano the Wizard? Now, Kano's Kano's tough. It's like live by the sword, die by the sword. You want to play this rogue deck, and you could totally just take the uh, tournament by surprise and, and like really eke out some wins. There was that one Kano deck that made day two at Vegas, um, but <clears throat> I think uh, it's it's just a tough deck to make work. However, I feel like Kano is a great deck to play when there is um, a new meta, right? And this is probably the most, like, without, like, any kind of rotation, this is probably going to be the, the freshest meta we've ever seen because there was a huge banning of a dominant deck or a piece to a dominant deck that is, you know, really has changed the whole way that deck even works. And we're having three new heroes thrown into the mix. A lot of people trying out stuff. You know, some people will be just playing what they normally do. Um, you know, I think... With with like things like Viscerai, people are going more no rune than than the arcane barrier, like higher numbers, twos and threes, and I think I mean obviously you're you're gonna see still see a lot of Arcanite skull caps, but that being said, I Kano I think in the beginning of a format is an, a really cool choice of a deck, um because there's a lot of uncertainty of of what's what's going on people playing a new deck that don't really know a whole lot about you know a lot of chain players that had to really switch into something that they aren't used to you come in there with kano nobody prepares for kano right you come in this this is kano's like the ultimate rogue right even though he's a wizard and he comes in and he, he does his thing he sees he, he you know throwing all this like huge amounts of arcane damage that your your stupid null rune hood's not going to block much of and and he's just it's just a it's a really cool deck i i hope that kano really sees his day um i know there's a lot of players out there who really like that play style um it's not for me personally but i understand why people like it and uh, i'm i'm excited for the chance that this might be a meta that allows for um some success for kano and kano players so i would say yeah i mean i think um, there's a, the, at least in the beginning of, of the format, um, I think we, we have some, some chances that Kano sees some serious play. Um, and then again, every, you know, obviously anybody, anybody that disagrees with me, please let me know. I, I would love to talk about it. Reach out on Twitter, whatever. You can even e- email me freshbudpods at gmail.com. Let me know how wrong I was or how right I was. People rarely let you know when you're right, but when you're right, you're right. Uh, next is Dash. <clears throat> um, to me, Dash is a is a complicated hero to play. A couple different ways to play it, a lot like Katsu. Um, I think the Dash control deck is probably the better of just straight up uh, aggro, like boosting and, and whatnot. I think I think you do want to control 
with Dash, and I think uh, that might be the way to go. Uh, I don't, to be honest, I have no clue. I've, I've very, I've never even played against Dash, so I don't even really know where this deck stands. Um, I know that the players that play Dash are, you know, really good with that strategy, and um, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it, if it was just as good as it was. I don't know if I see it getting worse. Um, it might stay the same. Or, you know, maybe it just doesn't find a real place in the format. Maybe it's just, you know, it's not what people want to be doing. But I think uh, it's still still possible. Still very possible. But, yeah, we'll see. So that, that's Arcane Rising. Excuse me. Um, and... You know, overall, so Viscerai, I think it's getting a lot better. Azalea, much wor not much worse. It was already pretty bottom tier, but it's going to stay pretty bad. Uh, Kano, I think good at first. Um, and then, you know, when people figure things out, probably uh, not that good anymore. Um, and Dash, I think uh, probably about the same. You know, I, I can't really make a prediction on Dash, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think the the main thing to look out for from the Arcane Rising uh, heroes is is um is Viscerai coming out of nowhere. <clears throat> uh, but that's gonna bring us to Monarch, former home of the Boogeyman Chain. Why not? Let's start with Chain, the other the last Runeblade hero to talk about. And I talked about this in previous episodes, especially after the banning. I think Chain is still very good. It's a very good, has a really good effect. Um, whether or not it's good enough anymore is still in question. Uh, it did get some, uh, some good cards in... Uh, in Tales of Aria, like Sting of Sorcery, I think actually is really good in Chain. A lot of people are saying that. Um, I'm. I think more people are playing some Tome of Torments. It's it's also kind of become a balance of when to Soul Shackle or not, which is is interesting. Cause I don't. I mean, I that's that was always the best part about Chain. It was just like oh, Soul Shackle, do my things, and you know, pass the turn. Uh, but it's, it's, it's still hard for me, even with Seas of Agony gone, still hard for me to, to see Chain not being, um, as powerful as it was. Uh, I do think, uh, Rosetta Thorn could be played in some Chain builds. Um, and, uh, and we also have the, uh, the new, uh, Spellbound Creepers, Oops, sorry, which, you know, if you don't know what the Spellbound Creepers are. It has one defense, blade break, but has a once per turn instant. Put a bind counter on the creepers. You may play your n next non-attack action card this turn as those in instant. Activate this ability only if you have attacked or defended with an attack action card this turn. At the beginning of your end phase, destroy spellbound creepers unless you have dealt arcane damage this turn equal to or greater to the number of bind counters on spellbound creepers. Very powerful card. It's kind of something that um, Chain wants to be doing. So... It's it's totally possible. I think actually I didn't mention that for Viscerai, but that probably goes into Viscerai for a bit. 
a little bit too. And, um, you know, these Broomblade cards, man, they, they keep getting more and more um, support, which, you know, some people are upset about. But so it is what it is. So Chain, I think, definitely not as good as it was. It's going to be a lot worse. Uh, I, If I'm going to guess, I think it might not come together for it um, until there might be some support from the supplemental set. Uh, maybe something to replace Seeds of Agony in a way. So I'm going to say it's probably going to be like bottom to mid tier, um, which is a, a significant downgrade from before. Um, Bolton, Sir Bolton, our boy Sir Bolton. Uh, this will be an, another interesting one to see. Uh, Sir Bolton, much like um, Dorinthia, I think a lot is going to depend on um, the the prevalence of ice in the format, and you know that is that is going to be something that we're going to have to wait and see. Um, he is still good, I believe. And I, I actually I think there was some pretty good Sir Bolton play at Vegas, which did intrigue me. Um, and I think, um, oops, sorry, just trying to read his effect. No, no light in my room. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, hatchets, maybe the, um, Hatches of mind and hatchet of body um, might be a um, a pretty cool um, version of the deck to see. I know there were some saber versions of of Bolton. Uh, I also I do like the the uh, the um, Raiden Dustblade. Um, which, if you don't know, Raiden Dustman is the, the majestic light warrior weapon. Just for, just for him, it has zero attack. But um, if you charge his turn, Raiden gains plus three, and its attack cost is only zero. So you got to charge, right? But I, I do like that because um, a zero costed attack is good if there's going to be some frostbite tokens around. Because like, all right, whatever. I just pay for the attack this time. I could be wrong. I don't have a lot of experience with Bolton outside of the pre-con. So, uh, you know, I can't really make a guess. But I'm going to say it's probably going to be performed just about the same as Dorinthia as the other warrior. Which we saw, um, you know, we think it's going to be good. Uh, but I think it's uh, going to base, be based on how good ice is in general. Um, it's It seems to me like a, uh archetype that might... Um, suffer against frostbite and hand and hand um um disruption so we'll see so i'm gonna say uh dependent on things rating i don't know <laughs> uh next it brings us to prism now i do think prism is gonna see a lot of play right so prism won calling las vegas um big underdog nice little dark horse there um, 
this is probably going to be one of the top tier decks because I think people are going to, at least for the beginning of the format, I think people are going to look, going to be like, first of all, like at least for the next, the first big tournament, we won't have uh, unlimited Tales of Aria out yet. So um, some Tales of Aria stuff is going to be hard to get. So they're going to play what they can get. Prism is one of those things. It's proven itself. Um you know, in the hands of really great players, I think it's a great deck to play. Um, I am very interested to see uh, how prevalent it will be. Um, I don't think it's everybody's favorite deck to play. Uh, to me, it's kind of a boring deck to play. Uh, that's no shade to anybody who does play it, but it's just just not my thing. But I'm going to say it's probably going to be in the, in, in the top tier decks. So, I mean, so right now, we have a top-tier deck, in my opinion, from each each set. Which is, is, is a good thing. Um, and also, I, I'm actually going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to add another one from Monarch. So, Levia. I think Levia is going to be great. And um, here's why I think that. <laughs> um, Levia... Uh, is benefited by uh, the hand disruption, right? If, if you're trying to make Levia discard cards, that's fine because a lot of Levia's best cards need you to banish cards from your graveyard. So you're almost fueling the fire against Levia. She's, she hits hard. I built Levia, and I, I, I really think Levia is a hard-hitting hero. Um, it has the... I think it has the reach that Reinhardt doesn't. Um, and it gets to play carrion hunks, which is an amazing equipment. So I, I really like Livia. I, I, I think this might be the brute deck that we see really get some, some, uh, some work in. Um, so I'm actually, yeah, you know what? We're going to put Livia in the top, top tiers. Um, and yeah, I, I, there's something like when I play it, like Doomsday is such a powerful card like, that I'd never even really realized how powerful it was. It's so easy to get Doomsday off, like as opposed to Eclipse, the other legendary uh, for that, um, for the shadow cards or for uh, that was for Chain. Doomsday is just like you can consistently um, pop it off by turn three or four, your third or fourth turn. So, uh, Livia, I think. Watch out for Levia. I think um, people like Levia, so you might see a lot of it. Um, and I'm gonna say she's gonna be top tier. I'm probably not the best deck, um, uh, but she's gonna hit hard. And um, just watch out because I'm gonna be playing some Levia. I'm also be playing old him. Uh, yeah, but that that's pretty much that's every hero. So here's our here's our tier one, in my opinion. Katsu is going to remain tier one. Viscerai gets bumped up to tier one. I think both Prism and Levia are tier one. Uh, I think Oldham could be a competitor for tier one. And then you got mid tier, tier two. You're going to have uh, Dorinthia. Um, 
Bravo, definitely. Bra- these these guys are on the the higher tier of tier two. Um, Dash will probably be there. Uh, but Dash could always bump into the top tier. And then Bolton. And I'm going to say Briar and Lexi. And then tier three, I think we are going to see um, Chain, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Chain. Kano. But maybe not at first. You, you, we might see Kano in, in mid-tier in the beginning of the this season. Um, Azalea, sadly. Um, and then probably Reinar. Which is interesting that I, I, I just think that the discard against Livia bumps her up so much into tier one. Now, I'm probably a little bit biased. She's probably going to be a little bit more mid-tier, which is still an improvement from last season. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, let me know if you disagree with this list at all. I'm just kind of, you know, this is a little stream of consciousness, kind of like my thoughts on where things are going to be. Um, really interested to see how it plays out. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited with this open uh, meta with with uh, seeds of agony be banned and dust dust blade nipped in the bud and uh yeah it should be really interesting to see um I- i'm excited um we'll be seeing i'm going to be playing some small like armory events and uh, i'll be reporting on those and and uh yeah and I'm, I'm really excited for for next week um uh we have uh drew cordell on the show he's gonna be talking about old him we're gonna be talking about guardian we're gonna do a nice little deep dive uh i'm very excited he you know he's i love his articles and and uh you know we'll be we'll be talking shop and and we'll be a lot of fun and uh yeah so um that's gonna do it for the show i kind of wanted to start ending the show with something and i think what i'm gonna do is um, I'm going to start ending the show talking about some food I like. Um, uh, this week I'll just, I mean, I'm, so I'm from, um, the Northeast. I'm from Jersey. Uh, but I recently started eating some Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. Now I love spicy food, love spicy food. Now I never had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich in Nashville. So maybe, you know, it's a little bit of sacrilege, but there is a place in North Jersey in the territory I cover for work uh, called Nankeen. It's in Chatham, New Jersey. They make, um, so it's a Pakistani-owned um, restaurant that makes um, hot chicken. And when I tell you this chicken sandwich is, like, amazing, it's, like, one of the best. I, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. They have all the different levels of heat. I always go hot, and I I don't regret it, but it, it definitely packs the heat, and I, I like that. I'm, like, sweating in the car when I'm eating it. A little coleslaw, 
a little like uh, remoulade, like kind of uh, creamy sauce on there, some pickles, and a nice brioche bun. Oh, man, it's amazing. So if you like spicy food, and you can get it mild too, uh, look out for um, Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwiches if you've never had one. Um, absolutely delicious. It is, it is one of the best kinds of sandwiches I've ever had in my life. And, you know, I would say it's pretty fresh. And, um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the show. Um, you can find me on twitter.com slash freshbudspod. You can email the show at gmail.com slash freshbudspod or not, g- uh, freshbudspod at gmail.com. Uh, and I have a YouTube. You can just search Fresh and Buds. Um, and yeah, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google. And um, anchor.fm, which is what I use to, to post all the uh, the things. And um, yeah, so uh, definitely uh, let me know if you if you uh, have any questions, if you, how you feel about that list. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys uh, next week, and you know maybe earlier if you tune in for some of that creators of Aria Seal tournament. But uh, see you, folks.